from the Red Shoe Institute. This is Touch Base Tuesdays, sharing life-changing stories and advice to help military families with all phases of deployment. And now, here's your host, founder of the Red Shoe Institute, Dr. Margarita Gurry. Well, welcome everyone to the online version of Touch Base Tuesdays, an idea created by a military wife and her commander husband. Uh, this is Dr. Margarita Gurry with Red Shoe Radio. To follow us, please go, go to the blog talk radio and search for Touch Base Tuesdays. I'm delighted to have with us today Major Sarah McLevy. I met uh, the good Major a few years ago during a Yellow Ribbon event. I didn't know who she was. She, she was dressed casually because it was the day before. But by her manner, I could tell she was large and in charge. Later on, I find out that not only does she have uh, credentials to her name, but whole lots of experience. So we just had to have her on the show so she could help everyone prepare for deployments and for coming home. Um, but before we get started, I wanted to thank somebody. I want to take a moment to thank Andy Lyons. She is the founder of Possibility Partners. She was so generous and so amazingly expert and delicious in how she helped me create and launch the Red Shoe Radio. Andy's a brilliant and practical asset to any entrepreneur, and she holds all sorts of wonderful hangouts on Google, and she's a great consultant. Please do check her out at Andy, A-N-D-E, Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S dot com. Had to give my propers. Thank you, Andy. You make everything possible and, and delicious. All right, again, to tune in and touch base, please call into the show, 929-477-3765. Now, welcome, uh, Major McLevy. How are you today? I'm doing great, Marguerite. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I wouldn't have it any other way. You have so much to offer. Now, just so that they have a little bit of knowledge about you, first off, I have to say, the thing that impressed me most about you was just how you let others shine. And you're just a natural-born leader. I love that about you. A little bit later, we're going to hear about your bomb star. But for now, tell us a little bit about your military background, because you have a long and rich history. Well, I've been a military brat and in the military for <laughs> um, right around 49 years now. It will be my 49th year this year. Um, my father was an Air Force officer, and all of my siblings are military. Um, I came in the Army in 1987 um, and have wow. been serving steadily since then. Um, I started as a private and got my direct commission, and here I sit today as a major, being um, selected for promotion to lieutenant colonel, hopefully sometime soon in the near future. Well, I hope so, too. If we can all vote, audience, let's all vote and make sure that can happen for her. I think she deserves it. Um, tell me a little bit about, um, about your family's experience with deployment, whether it's your family growing up or raising children, getting ready for deployment and getting ready to come home. My experience is with my family, um, I deployed in 2007, um, and at the time my daughters were 12 and 16 years old. Um, so wow. I, I really had to, and I was a single parent, um, so I had to really put some things in place. What was important to get us started for our deployment is just kind of just, I sat down, sat my girls down, as well as um, my best friend Brenda, Brenda Davis, who became their surrogate mother while I was gone. Uh, and I just kind of sat them down and talked to them a little bit about where I was going to go. I kind of pointed out to them on 
pointed out to them on the map and talked a little bit about what my job was going to be and what I was going to do while I was there. Um, what I thought was very important to get set up and I encouraged during my yellow ribbon time, I encouraged all of our family members spouses is to make sure they created their, we called it our Bible. In that Bible, I put down all of the most important phone numbers for everyone in my, my group, all the important birthdays for my daughters, the phone numbers for who was cutting my grass, who was keeping my pool, um, where my insurance policy numbers were, and I prepared this Bible, quote, Bible for Brenda and my girls to make sure that when I did deploy that they were successful and they had all the key numbers for not only what to do to handle the home, but also the numbers every, everyone in my unit who was going to be left behind to help take care of them to handle any kind of situations that, that they may not be prepared to handle because they don't do the military thing every day. So that Bible had everything in it. Um, and then that while is I was so gone, smart. It was very, very helpful. Part of our yellow ribbon, we actually gave a kind of a checklist to make sure these are the numbers you include on that when you're when you're getting your family ready to go. Make sure you have, a, as a minimum, these numbers. And it was probably about a, a full one-page document that we shared with our families. Um, during deployment, I wanted to make sure my girls had some extracurricular activities lined up um, so that they, they weren't always focused on the fact that Mama was gone. Um, and also, I communicated with their teachers to let them know what was going on in, their, in my life with them um, to keep them abreast of any changes that might be occurring with my children. Um, I also had them uh, available to them through Military One Source if they wanted to get counseling while I was gone, um, that they could get that to help the kids deal with the fact that mama was gone and the fact that mama couldn't call every day. Um, one of the lessons I learned was, um, and unfortunately the hard way, is I didn't communicate on a daily basis with my family. Of course, this was 2007, 2008, and we, uh, couldn't communicate daily as they can now, but um, we did have an incident where one of our soldiers um, lost his life, and they shut everything down. And Ooh. because my children were not accustomed to me calling them on a daily basis, even though it was my birthday, um, they knew if mommy didn't call, it was okay because everything got shut down and I couldn't call. Um, so that's just one of the lessons I learned um, while I was there to, during the deployment is don't talk to them every day. Um, and that way, when, when I was when I did call, it was something special. And also, I didn't want them to turn to me when I was deployed on matters that I really couldn't handle. And because Brenda was there and Bre Brenda and Jay were there, they're the ones who are in charge. So let them have control of the family. Because, you know, as a deployed soldier, you know, we can't do anything about the fact that the lawnmower broke. You're going to have to step <laughs> up and do it by yourself. And don't call me and get upset with me about it because I can't really do anything about it. So make sure you have the mechanisms in place while you're there and don't, and, and so they, they feel like they have the independence to make those kind of decisions and make things happen. And one of the things I did wow. you know, as far as when we came back, um, also. How long were you over there? I was gone a full year. And I had mm. to uh, realize when I came back that life kept going while I was gone. I kept expecting Life should just kind of pick up where I left off. You know, we locked the doors of the house. My girls moved next door, and I deployed. And I expected when we unlocked that, the doors of the, our house, that it was just going to pick up where we left off, but it didn't. Um, when I, during my yellow ribbons, I used to always tell a story about um, my daughter, who was 12 at the time, that, um, how she was attached to my hip um, before she deployed. Oh, I'm sorry, before I deployed. <laughs> um, and when I came back, she had she'd gone on. She, she was now in 
a seventh grader in high in junior high school, and all I was to her was an ATM and a, a taxi. And I didn't. I had trouble with that, so I had to realize that I perhaps needed some help, and actually realizing it's okay not to be okay and to go get that help if I needed it, even though as a you know senior officer. You know, in, in the past, it used to have a negative connotation if you went to, to quote, get help, you know, because you weren't right in the head or something. Um, I didn't. I was like, no, what? The assets are there right. and the benefits are there for me to use. I need to take advantage of them and use them. Um, so I did that, and I highly encouraged all of the family members that attended our Yellow Ribbons to just to make sure not only the family members to, to get the help they need, but the service members to get the help. Um, because, you know, your spouse may have been cutting the grass or doing, and your son may be cutting the grass, and you know, maybe he likes that chore. Hey, shoot, as a, as a parent, hey, if I can get rid of some of my chores, you have them, you keep them. I'm not going to try and take them back when I get back. On some things, obviously, but um, <laughs> it makes the son feel like he's growing up. You know, so, well, what was you know, your daughter's uh, take on you being gone? How did they end up feeling at the time and then later in retrospect? Um, they're very proud of me. Uh, as the fact that I did go over there and I served and I and served and supported my country, um, and they learned a lot and they grew up a lot. And you realize that they are independent and they can do things for themselves. And you know, they they learn by watching me being such a good leader with my with my um, peers and my subordinates. That you know, they have all those traits within them. And I think that as they get older and do college and, and grow up, that they're going to be able to, to reflect back on those things and, and just be really great citizens. And, and great what kids. are your beauties doing now with their lives? What am I doing with my kids? What, what are your kids doing now? Um, I have a child. My oldest daughter lives out in California. Um, she is just enjoying being a free spirit and traveling around um, California um, and playing her music. She's a banjo player and a, a ukulele player and plays awesome folk music. Um, my younger daughter has blessed me with an amazingly beautiful little granddaughter named Lorelai, who I, um, she's my pride and joy. Uh, and she's get my older daughter, younger daughter is getting ready to start nursing school. And to be, oh, her goal is to become a midwife. Exciting. Well, Lorelai sure is uh, lucky to have such a good Nana. I think that's wonderful. I've, I've heard that you, that's how you get called, Nana. Yes, I am Nana. Well, I, I know that everyone is so very proud of you. If, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to know a little bit about your Bronze Star, and if you wouldn't mind explaining to all the listeners what a Bronze Star is and how you earned it. A bronze star. Well, uh, a bronze star is actually the fourth highest military award that's um, awarded for meritorious service um, in in the combat zone. Um, my battalion commander at the time, um, Colonel Valeria Gonzalez Kerr, uh, awarded me this medal based on my service. Well, uh, we were in Iraq, and I served as the support operations officer for the 927th Combat Sustainment Support Battalion, um, just basically for. The leadership that I gave, I had um, roughly 800 folks that worked for me, and um, just based on my leadership and how we supported our troops um, in northern Iraq. Wow, that's amazing. So you were there for about a year and you came back. Um, one of the things that I was most impressed when I was 
just watching you is how you really know how to not only make others shine, but help people figure out how to use their benefits. Um, rumor has it that you helped start a program to help with um, post-appointment jobs. Is that rumor true, ma'am? That unit is true. Or that unit, that rumor <laughs> is true. Um, in 2010, um, in Florida, we had our infantry brigade was coming back from Iraq, and there was roughly 38% of that that brigade was going to be facing unemployment. Um, so through uh, Major General Tyre, our adjutant general, assistant adjutant general of Army, and I um, set out to develop the Florida Guard Family Career Connection. This um, program, we were very successful in about 18 months. I think we reduced our unemployment from 17% uh, down to 3 which is amazing. Um, that is amazing. What it, we, you know, it was very overwhelming for anyone going on a job search to look out there, all of the uh, online tools and programs, monster.com, all those assets, their tools to be able to use for to find employment is just so overwhelming. So what our mission was to be was kind of the conduit between the guard member, the service member, and then all these military-friendly employers. So we actually worked together with the employers and with the service members and connected them. Um, Ms. Penny Justice, who ran the program with me, um, would actually work with the resumes and work with um, companies like CSX, uh, Chase Bank, and actually look at the resume, look at the job announcement, and place the service members with the, the employers, the military-friendly employers that um, thought, where she thought our service members could be a fit. Um, another program that we started working together with not just on the floor level, but at the, the national level, is the Heroes to Hired um, program. It's called H2H. Uh, H2H will, is an online program where you can actually go on, and once you register and put your name in the system, you will actually get a one-on-one -on -one counseling with the counselor. And they'll actually walk you through the process and help you with your resume and help you with your cover letters and all the tools you need to help you make you successful and translate those your military experience into something that's going to be marketable for a civilian employer. Uh, amazing program. Really, they, they work hard to employ all of our service members throughout the, all the components. Uh, so all the components, whether they're guard yes. or reserve or active duty, all of them? Yes, ma'am. All of them. Wow. And how on. about family members? Do family members access yes. that same tool? Yes. It, uh, spouses or partners and can, can utilize uh, the H2H program. Um, their website's really easy. It's called H, letter H, number two, letter H, dot job. Easy. Wow. And all they, that's all that's a brilliant tool. And help you. Yes, it sure is. So you've been doing this for a really long time. Um, maybe you can shed some light on, you know, I, I get calls and, and I have conversations with family members and um, service members all the time. And one of the things I'm most baffled by, as they are, is, how can they make sure they use their benefits that they've earned? Would you shed some light on what they can do to make sure throughout the different cycles of deployment, especially geared to the issue of jobs, since that seems to be one area that you have uh, special expertise? Well, just in general for, the, for understanding their benefits, um, my primary source that I like to use a lot is military.com actually has a um, website it's just militarybenefits.com, and you go out there and you can actually see, and it's broken down by whether you're an active duty member, whether you're a reserve member, or whether you're a National Guard member. 
and you can just click. It has a boatload of links that you just click on the one that you're you're looking for the information on to include the job stuff, um, and it will take you to that site and give you all the information you need. And it's kind of like a one-stop shopping, um, which I think anybody that's been to a yellow ribbon or, or been around your active post, you always hear about military.com, and that's, that's your source. That's the best place to head, get your information. Well, for everyone who's listening, and I've had a, a few people chatting, and I'll be able to, to express some of their questions, uh, this is Dr. Margarita, and you're listening to Touch Base Tuesdays on Red Shoe Radio. And we're especially delighted to be talking to the good Major, Major McLevy. And you can reach her directly at 850-245-0119. She has a wealth of information. She's an amazing problem solver, and she really, really just wants to help everyone out. So for those of you who are just tuning in, um, Major, if you wouldn't mind repeating that wonderful website that you said was the one-stop shop, what was that, ma'am? That's uh, military.com, but for your benefits, you want to go to militarybenefits.com. Um, which military is powered by military. Yeah, it's powered by military.com, but you can actually just type in militarybenefits.com, and it'll bring up a whole laundry list based on your components. And uh, I had one of the uh, callers chat in and tell me that her very favorite website was the military one source dot uh, mil or dot gov, and apparently it's a one-stop shop for different kinds of resources, not just about benefits, but Lots of things to help family members, children, uh, links to other programs. Uh, I have not visited the website recently, but when I did, I was blown away, and it is, has been my favorite one-stop shop. I'll add yours now, ma'am. That sounds great. Um, the other thing that we were talking about, you and I talked about we have two, two things in common that make us feel like we're proud to serve our country in whichever way. Um, one is that we both have our have heroes in our fathers. So if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, ma'am, because I know that your father just would be so very proud of you. Wouldn't mind showing off a little bit about your, your daddy. My daddy. My daddy was my hero. You know, every little girl puts their dad on a pedestal, and mine. <laughs> I, I've never seen a pedestal that high. Um, he he <laughs> was just he was just, he was my world. He was um, growing up. He was always there, even though he was active duty military. He was, and and he was he traveled a lot, but he always made a point of whenever he was home and we had a soccer game or a cheerleading or football, or, he he was always there for us, um, for all four of his kids who somehow the one thing he didn't do right I think is somehow we managed to all join the army and he was in the air force. I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but <laughs> well, no one's but it worked. That was perfect, right? But he was just—he was—you oh, know, 22 years in the, in the Air Force. Um, he was just a—he was a soldier's leader, or or airman, or service member. It, did, it really didn't matter because he worked with all components. He was just—he just taught me how to be a leader and how to basically take care of others. And you know, if being taking care of others is really what our purpose there was, and to just. Embrace that and realize it's kind of like being a parent where you, you know, you always take care of your kids first. And the way that my dad did it and the way that I learned to do it is my soldiers are my, are my children. Um, and the family members, especially 
when I was in the Yellow Ribbon Program. Those are my children, so I'm going to do everything I can to help take care of them. That's, that's what my daddy taught me to do, and taking care of others. And it was just, he was just an amazing man. Um, we lost him about four, almost four years ago, um, unexpectedly, but he, I know he's still over there. And um, the worst part is, you know, when I do have something positive in my military life, um, he was always the first person I called, and so I can't necessarily call him now, but I know he's up there listening to me and looking down on me and is as proud as, as any father could be about their child. So, and did he awesome know that man. you were awarded the Bronze Star? He did. He did. I, I was oh. awarded that in 2008. Um, Good. So I'm glad. Back. Yeah. Oh, when, when, when he heard that, I was, um, my understanding is when he found out I was going to Iraq, he was like, no, 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 not my little girl. That's my little girl. She can't go. <laughs> Her big brother, it's okay. He's special forces. He can go, but not my little girl. Um, oh, well, that's a daddy for you. That's well, true. you know, that when you were true. talking about your father being the soldier's leader, I had to smile and I got uh, a little misty-eyed because, you know, ma'am, when I was uh, dealing with your team, one of them had said you were a soldier's leader. So I don't know if you've ever heard that from anyone, but I'm telling you now that that's what they said behind your back. So your daddy, I'm sure, is smiling, and maybe he teared up along with me. So that would be good. (laughs) Yeah, well, good. I'm sure he's just so very proud of you. Um, We're all very proud. I I think it's so wonderful that you've helped keep America free, and you're continuing to make sure that every military service member's deployment is a blessing, helping them get ready for deployment and come back. Um, What are some final words you have? for family members and for the service members um, who have sacrificed so much, what's one final word of wisdom you have for them? I would just want all of the service members and their families just to make sure that they, they take advantage of all of the benefits they earned. The sacrifices that they made through the deployment of themselves and their, their service member, they earned them, they're theirs, they really need to use them because we have too many Vietnam veterans that didn't take advantage of those benefits, and it's a lot harder now to get them because um, they don't know where, the, where they are. So with Google and what we have on the online these days, all you have to do is type in military benefits, and you're going to find information about the benefits that you earned through your sacrifices. So please, family members, take advantage of them. Get your education because the education money is there for you. Get your VA medical benefits. Everything that you earned, take advantage of it and use it. That's really bottom line what I want to say. I think they, they should take advantage of everything that they have sacrificed for. Um, and what advice would you give to families and people with partners so that they can make sure that each deployment in whatever phase is a blessing for their union as well? Just to... Prepare yourself mentally for the deployment and realize that, you know, there's that old adage that um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, when, you're, when your service member is gone, remember that snail mail does your heart. I mean, it just, I would rather get a snail mail letter than an email letter anytime. And you can, in your own handwriting, you can put that heart on there and color it in and just do those little things that will help the communication and just your overall relationship between the, the spouse and their partner and even the, par- the parents and the children. Just take, use the deployment as a growing time in your relationships 
and know that it can only get better while, when, when they're gone. And it, and it really is up to your attitude and how you accept that deployment. And how, you know, if you say it's going to be a bad deployment in your mind, it's going to be a bad deployment. If you go into it knowing this is going to be a great time in our lives, our, our soldiers, service members going out there to do great things, and so we as a family back here, we're going to do great things, and we're just going to embrace it. And then when, when we come back together as a family, we're going to all have learned and grown from the experience and from the deployment. I, I hope that that is true for everyone who gets deployed and for the family members. So you can um, touch base with um, Major Sarah McLevy. Her phone number is 850-245-0119. I'll make sure all this information is posted in the archives. And ma'am, would you mind sharing the email that is best uh, for people to reach out to you? All right. It's uh, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H dot M dot McLevy, that's M-C-L-E-V as in Victor, Y dot mil, that's M-I-L, at mail dot mil. It's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It's not, not exactly catchy, but I think it'll do the trick. Um, yes. Ma'am, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. I really, really appreciate it. I know how busy you are. Um, and I think that uh, your input and your energy as a, a military uh, family member and a, and a decorated soldier will maybe inspire and help other listeners there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and touching base in support of our military families. Next month, we get to touch base with a colonel that I call him Colonel Blue Eyes. It's Lieutenant Colonel Retired Steve Ritter. Uh, he was retired from the Army. He is now president of a disabled vet-owned company, uh, and he calls his company Education Resource Information. And he'll be addressing an inf uh, the, the following information about how to make sure everyone gets their military educational benefits safely and wisely. So again, I want to thank you, ma'am, for being on the show. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Margarita Gurry, your Red Shoe Lady, with Touch Base Tuesdays on Red Shoe Radio. Signing off. Thanks for being with us here on Touch Base Tuesdays with Dr. Margarita Gurry. To hear more Red Shoe stories, visit RedShoeInstitute.com. Remember to subscribe to Touch Base Tuesdays on iTunes. This podcast is a production of the Red Shoe Institute, powered by podcastandradio.com. <laughs>